This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, hard to believe we are now at the World Series. Probably when the season began, the teams that are in it may not come as a huge surprise. The Dodgers and the Astros, certainly great storylines involved. And uh, to talk about uh, the World Series and what already has gone on this offseason is Dave Wills. Dave, great to talk to you again. Good to be uh, talking to baseball with you, Neil. Looking forward to it. Hey, tell me um, your take on the the two championship series. I mean, what stood out to me is how dominant the home teams have been uh, in the ALCS, especially, and just how good the Dodgers have been compared to the rest of the National League. Well, I mean, you know, starting with the American League first, uh, you know, I don't think anybody who listened to our games, especially in the last uh, few weeks of the season, should have been surprised that the Yankees made the run that they did. Uh, Andy and I. Uh, I know we talked about it during the broadcast. I'm sure you brought it up in the postgame show a couple of times as well. The Yankees were really kind of built for a postseason run, and we kind of compared it a little bit to the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals, where, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that right now people probably couldn't even name six or eight players from that team, yet they won the World Series simply because Tony Russo was able to mix and match with his bullpen from about the fourth or fifth inning on. And uh, that's what Joe Girardi was able to do when his team was able to give him a lead. But, uh, you know, Luckily for the Astros, uh, Justin Verlander pitched a couple of times. Uh, Dallas Keuchel was out there one time. And then in that last start, Charlie Morton and uh, Lance McCullers Jr. combined to be able to pick up the win. And, uh, you know, again, you look at the, the different venues, and both teams are kind of built for those ballparks. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're home run hitter ballparks. There's no doubt about it. Both teams can hit some home runs. But uh, I think the athleticism of the Astros showed up a little bit more, and uh, they made some uh, some nice defensive plays at home as well. And then... There's something to be said about Yankee Stadium. I mean, uh, you know, right now, Andy and I, <laughs> we, you know, we hear us talk about Andy Land out there in right field, and the Yankees took advantage of that a couple of times. But it, it, for, for whatever reason, and we know firsthand, it's tough for the visitors to win there. And the Yankees took full advantage of that. Their crowd started getting into games a little bit more than they have in the past. It started waking up some of the echoes from the ballpark across the street. And it was just really, really an entertaining series. And then as far as the National League was concerned, you know, the, the Cubs were probably a play or two away from maybe sneaking one out in Los Angeles, and who knows, that could have been a totally different thing. But I think the, the, the Cubs were just physically and emotionally wiped out after that series with the Nationals, not only given the fact that it took five games to win it, but then, you know, their travel from Washington cross-country to Los Angeles got diverted to Albuquerque for several hours, and uh, I just think the Cubs were on empty for that entire series and their bullpen and some of their flaws were indeed exposed. No doubt. But, and before we get into that, I'm kind of curious, um, now that the Yankees are eliminated, what they do. Um, because we've already seen the Red Sox, and we'll touch on that, make a, a managerial move. Uh, but the Yankees here have Joe Girardi and Brian Cashman that they have to get under contract. They've got CC Sabathia, who's a free agent, Todd Frazier, who played a big role in the postseason, a free agent. Um, and Masahiro Tanaka can opt out. What do you, I mean, they talk about getting under the luxury tax, but as close as they were to getting to the World Series, can they really do that? Well, you know, Brian Cashman, 
did a wonderful job of, uh, you know, again, getting that team uh, kind of rebuilt. I mean, not only are they good at the big league level, and yes, they've got some holes to fill, but they're pretty darn good at the minor league level, and uh, that's what we've been hearing all throughout the playoffs. So Ryan Cashman did a marvelous job. I, I think i got to start with leadership on the Yankees, and I, and I figure out a way to keep both Ryan Cashman and Joe Girardi as my GM and my manager. I mean, uh, again, Girardi is a guy that uh, I know I have a tendency to make fun of and say overmanager Joe Girardi, but at the end of the day, he has done a wonderful job with that team over the last uh, uh, almost decade that he's been mm-hmm. there simply because of all the distractions and things he had to deal with. If you think about it over the last several years, when it comes to like Mariano and saying goodbye to A-Rod and saying goodbye to Jeter and handling this and handling that, uh, I thought he did a really, really good job. He may not be as eloquent and as uh, homey as, uh, say, uh, Joe uh, Torrey was back in the day, but I-, I think he handles the media very, very well. And, uh, you know, he- he's, a- he's a free agent out there. I don't know if there's a team that's going to really make a run for him, but uh, the Yankees would uh, have a hard time replacing what he has been able to bring to the table. As far as, you know, C.C. Sabathia and trying to get under the luxury tax, you know, C.C. might have to take a hometown discount. He's saying all the right things, but uh, we know the players say one thing and the agents of the Players Association <laughs> have a tendency to say another. And, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some teams that might be willing to overpay for a CC Sabathia, that, uh, you know, for, for a team that thinks that they're right on the cusp of maybe not only getting to the postseason, but making some kind of a run. And, uh, you know, you don't maybe need a CC to give you 33 to 30, you know, 30 to 33 starts again, but you'd love to have his leadership. And he really did a wonderful job with a lot of the young players and uh, pitchers on that Yankee staff as well. As far as Tanaka, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, he may want to opt out, but who's going to want him? I think he's kind of damaged goods. He pitched well. He did some nice things, obviously, in his last start in the ALCS, but uh, I don't think he's going to come anywhere near uh, what he made, what he's making with the Yankees, simply because I think there are still a lot of people concerned about that elbow. No doubt, especially amid a $22 million plus. And if he's going to opt out, he's going to want more than the $22 million he, he gets from the Yankees over each of the next three years. I think the Yankees are going to have a tough time getting under the luxury tax. I think to stay where they are, they're probably going to have to spend or at least be very creative. You're not going to move Ellsbury's contract. You're going to have to pay to move it. Um, and then the Red Sox, uh, on the off day, uh, before the World Series starts, they've announced that Alex Corey is their manager. I liked, I thought John Farrell did a pretty good job. And it, to me, it's amazing that uh, two division winners back-to-back years were let go at the end of the postseason for not getting further than they did. Um, is Alex Cora better than John Farrell? I mean, time will tell. I mean, they have a talented team no matter what. You know, I, I, we don't really know what goes on inside the clubhouse, but just in reading some of the comments from some of the people that do cover that particular team, and, and you and I both know, too, and talking to some of the people that uh, – are around the Red Sox, and we see them, whether it's in Boston or at home at Tropicana Field, there didn't sound to be a whole lot of love lost between John Farrell and some of the players inside that uh, clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is right now. I hate using that term, but, Neil, I think we both know that, uh, you know, it, it, you've got to keep the 25 guys in that clubhouse uh, relatively healthy. I mean, it is about the, the X's and O's, but it's also about the Joes. And if they don't want to give you that extra oomph percent, to go out there and uh, win ball games, um, you know, it's kind of tough. And I think that there were times, no doubt, over the last couple of years where some of the, uh, the people at the, the, the hierarchy of the Red Sox within the clubhouse and maybe now again with Dave Dabrowski coming over and not really having any kind of a true relationship with John Farrell, I wasn't surprised at the move. I really wasn't, um, even if he did win division. Same thing with Dusty Baker. You know, um, you know the, the, the rumblings that we were talking about with the, uh, the Nationals were that they're pretenders, and uh, you know Dusty got a team to the to the net to the uh, you know the all the World Series I should say back 
in 2002 with his Giants. Went to the Cubs the next year, got him to win five outs to go into the World Series. But he's never won the big deal as a, as a manager. And I think right now maybe that's what the thought process is of some of the real higher-ups with the Washington Nationals, that they want somebody uh, who can uh, get them over the top. And, uh, again, it's not necessary. I've always thought about uh, Dusty Baker as more of a ninth-inning to ninth-inning manager uh, where he does a pretty good job of holding his clubhouse together. Uh, but I don't think he's that great of a game manager. And maybe that uh, ultimately came back to cost him. And same thing with John Farrell. I mean, you know, it, it, it's like with most managers, though. When John Farrell had good players, he won a mm-hmm. World Series. And when he didn't have very good players, uh, how many more games did he win? And how many games maybe did he cost him with some of his moves? So um, I'm not surprised that uh, either one of those guys. I'm, I'm a little more surprised with Dusty because I didn't necessarily see it coming. But at the end of the day, with some of the verbiage coming out of the nation's capital after he left, they're, they're right. They won divisions, but it's kind of a weak division and a weak league. It's about trying to win World Series. Yes, I, and and on that end, I mean, look, Alex Cora has got a great reputation in the game. I think most guys who come across him find him very likable. That's a tough first job, though, to try and win in, isn't it? It is, and you know, I think it helped a little bit that he played there, so he has that understanding there. But uh, he, he's got uh, there. There are a lot of egos within that uh, particular clubhouse that he's going to have to. Uh, try and get uh, meshed, and uh, that's not going to be easy, and, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out because, you know, you've got some guys that are on their downward plane. You've got some guys that are, are starting to come up. You've also got some guys who, uh, you know, have been hurt here the last couple of years. You've got uh, David Price who's battling uh, not only uh, some injury but uh, the fandom and the writers. I mean, it, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be it's a difficult clubhouse for which to walk into, but uh, you know, it's it's one that I'm sure he's somewhat familiar with. Again, having been there, done that as a player a little bit, and and uh, he's going to be tested. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be tested by the players. He can be tested by um, the, uh, the the media in Boston, which is uh, rather ruthless at times. And you know what? Um, I, I don't really know him that well. I, I knew his uh, his brother Joey a little bit more, but um, you know, he he's, he was the flavor of the month. And you know, mm-hmm. I I just look at things. I try to catch little subtleties and. You know, when I look at the Houston Astros, I see a very good team. I see A.J. Hinch has done a wonderful job. But I don't see Alex Cora sitting right next to A.J. Hinch. So I'm not sure what the dynamic is there. Maybe he's more of a player's guy. Maybe, he, you know, again, he's done a nice job with some of their young players. But, uh, you know, I think he's more of a player of the month guy. And, and I'm, I'm anxious to see uh, what he's going to do with that uh, with that Houston Astros or with that Boston Red Sox team when he's done with the Astros. And I just saw a note, too, as we speak that the Nationals now have reached out to Cup bench coach Dave Martinez for their manager opening. So we'll see how that plays out if Davey finally gets an opportunity to manage. And it would take a guy like Mike Rizzo, a baseball guy who's not so analytically uh, dialed in, to probably have to give Dave Martinez his first chance. I would agree with that. Um, I was actually happy for a guy who used to play for the old Devil Rays and, and Mickey Calloway, who, you know, getting to talk with him with the Indians, he's a super guy, and, and I think it's probably a good fit for him to go to the Mets who are very pitching-oriented. I think so, and, you know, it, it opens up another pitching position. I mean, uh, does that reunite John Farrell then with, uh, with uh, Terry Francona uh, in, in Cleveland? I mean, everybody's been talking about Jim Hickey and where he may end up, and, and Mike Maddox and, and Dave Island and some of these other pitching coaches. But, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, he was a pretty darn good, John Farrell was a pretty darn good pitching coach himself, and knew the game pretty well from that end. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen there uh, with, with some of the pitching coach carousel that's going on as we speak.
And at the same time, the Rays are kind of, I, I guess you could say, under the radar right now. I mean, kind of waiting and seeing until the World Series end. They're going to interview coaches this week for their two vacated spots. But really, it's it's been relatively quiet um, from that standpoint. Would you agree? It has. I mean, uh, you know, I uh, you, you kind of throw out a few names and you try to see where we're going. But, um, you know, I haven't had that many chances to talk with Kevin Cashroom, for that matter, anybody within our front office. But uh, I am kind of intrigued to see. Uh, where we end up, uh, you know, I, I had a, a little bit of a feeling that we might make some subtle changes to our uh, coaching staff, but uh, uh, once again, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of maybe about two or three years ago when uh, Matt Silverman, when he first took over the baseball operations department, said there might be some subtle changes. Well, it was subtle with a sledgehammer. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't really see uh, Tom Foley moving on. I didn't see Jim Hickey moving on. Uh, you know, Nelly, uh, you know, had some issues uh, health-wise this year. Um, you know, I'm sorry to see him go, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, when you when you have the, the the situation that we've had here over the last few years, maybe it is time for some new voices. And I'm kind of excited to see what Cal Snyder is going to bring. I mean, every time one of our young pitchers either came up or went down for a little while and came back up, Kevin Cash was raving about what Cal Snyder did and how he worked with them to get them uh, back on track. And so I'm excited to see how he does. And then uh, I'm, I'm excited to see maybe a little new blood within the coaching staff, whether it's from within the organization or maybe we step outside of the organization and uh, uh, try to get some you know different thoughts and some uh, some new blood. So I'm kind of anxious to see how this does indeed all play out. And and I think the other big thing is is you know we're going to talk about the coaching staff initially, but Dave, there's going to be a fair amount of turnover in the off season on the roster too, just because of guys they have to add to the forty man and and trying to fix the bullpen because they do have some free agents out there and figuring out the right side of the infield. I think there are some internal options, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see them look externally for a for a fair amount of them. Well, I think so, and uh, you know, there's it's just what it's the Rays' way. We've got a lot of changeover and a lot of turnover, and. Uh, I think that, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see who we're able to keep. I know that a lot during the, uh, the offseason uh, or toward the end of the, the regular season, as we looked ahead to the offseason, we talked about, uh, you know, kind of having to rebuild the bullpen a little bit. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we're, we're able to go out there and get some quality arms. And uh, what does Sergio Romo have left? I mean, that was, I think there's, there's a big key uh, as I watch this uh, bullpen uh, evolution here is that, yes, we got some guys who – had some uh, some firmness to it to bring it, but we also had guys like C-Shack and, and Romo who came into games who had been there and done that and, uh, you know, didn't seem to get phased by any situation that they were thrown into. And when you're thrown into situations with the Red Sox and the Yankees, whether it's at the Trop or whether it's at Fenway or Yankee Stadium, those are some heart-pumping uh, moments. And uh, C-Shack and Romo did some wonderful jobs there in quieting down the situations and I think that we've got to look at, you know, adding a guy who has been there and done that, whether it means keeping Romo and adding another guy or uh, bringing in two other guys. And then I am looking forward to some of the young guys. I, I thought that, uh, you know, just watching some of our young guys evolve after they came back up and down a couple of times. And, uh, you know, Alvarado did some great things. And, you know, I'm still kind of waiting on Static. But, you know, there were some nice things. And I know there's a couple of other young arms down there that we're mm-hmm. kind of waiting on. So, you know, it, it's going to take more than just the six or seven guys or eight guys we bring up. On uh, March the 29th next year, to help us out. We're going to need some depth. And you know, last year we talked about how there were two areas I think that the Rays need to improve upon uh, immensely in order to get better. It was the catching position and the bullpen. We we got better almost right away at the catcher's position. I mean, there was uh, a lot of room for improvement in that regard, but there was a lot of room for improvement in the bullpen, and we didn't quite get better until the trade deadline. And I think the uh, the urgency of trying to find a better bullpen early. 
uh, is probably on the uh, the agenda for Eric Neander, Heimblum, and Matt Silverman as we speak. I'm with you there. I'll say bullpen, second base, left field are probably among my priorities. Hey, give me your take on the World Series. I'll go Dodgers in six. I mean, my heart wants to see Houston win. They've never won a series. Uh, but I just think the Dodgers having home field edge and their bullpen being, in my mind, better than Houston's, especially to set up Kenley Jansen versus uh, Giles. Uh, I'll go with the Dodgers and the home team. Everything that you just said. I mean, that's exactly as I was just walking my dog, Bella, and I'm like, right, well, Neil's going to ask me, what do I think about the World Series? I'm going to say, I want to, I think in my heart of hearts, I would like to see the mm-hmm. Astros win it, but I think the Dodgers are the better team. I thought it was Dodgers in six. I mean, you know, this might be one of the first World Series in a while, Neil, where I really am not going to be uh, disappointed one way or the other. I think, uh, you know, I look at the Houston Astros and I think of, uh, everything that that city and that region went through with, uh, you know, the hurricane and uh, everything that went on there and the fact that they played some games at the drop. And, you know, I, I know a couple of people involved in that team, beginning with, obviously, our good friend Todd Callis, mm-hmm. part of the broadcast crew. Uh, Richie Dower has been a good friend of mine going back to my minor league days when he was a coach uh, with uh, with me when I was with the Kane County Cougars. Uh, you know, I look at uh, a local kid, Lance McCullers Jr., who I run into, uh, a lot of people in this particular area up in North Tampa that uh, rave about him. And then I think of uh, the Dodgers, and it starts with Andrew Friedman and uh, what, what Andrew has done. And it's hard not to root uh, against Andrew because uh, we know what a good guy he is. And I think when you break down the teams, um, you know, everybody's going to talk about pitching, pitching, and pitching, and rightly so. But I think it's going to come down to the team that hits a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I was really kind of surprised at how uh, quiet the Astros became in, uh, in Yankee Stadium. I did not see that coming. I was really uh, expecting them to at least uh, show up there and do a little more damage there. But uh, when you break down the offenses, I think, uh, you know, you look at the, the Dodgers, and, and they do a, do a, a tremendous job of, of working the count, of doing a lot of things, the, uh, you know, the, the old Red Sox way of, of working the pitcher and not uh, being too aggressive. But maybe at times, I think at times uh, against the Cubs, we're a little too passive. Uh, but the, their, their lineup, I think, has a little more – a little more to it than maybe the you know you know honestly I think they're about right the same uh, offensive line one one through nine and especially if Corey Seager comes back uh, that's not going to hurt the the Los Angeles Dodgers but uh, you're right the pitching staff I think you got to give the edge to the to the Dodgers and at the end of the day everybody talks about how bullpens win in the postseason well there's no doubt that the Dodgers bullpen is better than the Astros and I got to agree with you I think I'm going at, I'm going Dodgers in six. Uh, to win this World Series. All right, either way, should be good stuff. Good stuff from you. Uh, enjoy the World Series, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Same deal. Thanks for having me. Really good stuff from Dave Wills, and we certainly appreciate having him on. You know, we talked about the Rays' bullpen. It's something they're going to have to address, but I think one of the more impressive guys in the bullpen as the year went on was Jose Alvarado. Dave mentioned him, and before the season concluded, I sat down with Jose as well as translator Manny Navarro and talked about how Jose has adjusted as he went through the course of the regular season. Bueno, primeramente que nada, como siempre, darle las gracias a Dios. Mira, thank God I've had the opportunity to be up here. Este, nada, estoy de verdad. Cuando me bajaron por primera vez, se me hizo un poco difícil, pero sé que todo lo que estamos aquí en este nivel, sé que todos pasamos por esa. Y nada, mira. Ellos me, me enviaron a triple A, me dijeron que tenía que aprender otros picheos. Me enfoqué en, en desarrollar esos picheos lo más rápido posible para regresar pronto a la Grande Liga. Y creo que cuando 
me hicieron el próximo llamado para la Grande Liga, creo que fue mucho mejor. Y mira, este, estoy teniendo de, de verdad mucho éxito que, wow, de verdad yo también estoy impresionado, que de verdad he hecho un buen trabajo, que es lo que el equipo quiere. Uh, at first, um, I was a little bothered by the fact that they sent me down, um, but I understand the process that they're, they're doing here in the, in the big leagues. Um, they told me to go back down to AAA and, and learn a new pitch, and, and I did, and I took that as a learning tool so that when I do come back up, you know, I can do exactly what they want me to do. How have you improved, do you think? Como has mejorado desde entonces? Mira, yo creo que yo he mejorado dejándome llevar de lo que de esas personas que te quieren ayudar uno como los el pitching coach, el asistente pitching coach y mira, todo es mental. Uno tiene que enfocarse, prepararse mentalmente primer, primeramente que todo. Y mira, yo creo que ejecutando las cosas que estás aprendiendo y que quieres aprender para que ya se te haga natural. Este, creo que la clave para mí fue que nunca tuve miedo de, de usar los picheos que estaba aprendiendo en el juego y eso creo que es lo que me ayudó a tener el éxito, que es lo que está pasando hoy en día. Uh, with the help of the pitching coaches and the assistant pitching coaches, um, they've helped me use the mental side of the game. Um, obviously with the use of the pitches, they've helped me with my mechanics and the pitching, but with the help of the pitching coaches, I've been able to better myself and use those pitches in my advantage in the games. What players have helped you? What veterans? ¿Cuáles otros compañeros te han ayudado en este proceso? Mira, de verdad que ya, ya en estos momentos así no, no llega ningún pelotero porque ya uno está a este nivel y ya este nivel no es pa, para aprender, pues. Ya este nivel es para usar las herramientas que tú tienes, que son las herramientas que uno aprende en ligas menores. Por eso es que uno pasa por ligas menores para pa llegar a este nivel. Bueno, ya que estamos aquí, estamos usando esos picheos que aprendimos, pues. There's not one player that has helped me. Um, once you get into the big leagues, for me, I feel like it's uh, not so much a learning process as it is using what you learned in the minor leagues. You know, that's what the minor leagues are for, to use the tools that you have to put them into use into the, into the big leagues. Um, and I think that's what, has, what I have kept in mind as far as what I've done in here. It's, it's putting what you've learned in the minor leagues into use into the big leagues. And you're getting better results. Do you feel more comfortable? Los resultados han, han sido buenos. ¿Te sientes más cómodo? Sí, yo me siento de verdad más cómodo, me siento con más confianza. Y nada, la clave es seguir usando lo que, las herramientas que uno tiene. Que eso, yo entiendo que a veces tenemos días malos, días buenos, eso nos pasa a todos. Pero mira, no porque tengamos un día malo vamos a dejar de hacer las cosas que, que tenemos. pues. No es que vamos a dejar de usar las herramientas, hay que seguirlas usando. I felt comfortable and I feel confident and that helps me use my tools into my performance. We all know that we're not all not going to have good days, we're all going to have our bad days, but it's how you respond to that and being able to use those tools that you've used previously to put them into use into those struggles.
Good stuff from Jose Alvarado as well as Manny Navarro of Rays Communications. And no matter how you slice it, well, I would think Jose is going to be a big part of the Rays' future going forward. Now, what else is part of the Rays' future? Well, who knows? Uh, we certainly will follow it on our blog, raceradio.moblogs.com. Uh, our next podcast, unless something unforeseen occurs, will take place after the World Series. So enjoy the World Series. We're probably going to take some more questions from you on Twitter in our next podcast and hopefully have some news maybe after the World Series about the race coaching staff or perhaps something else mixed in there too. Again, enjoy the baseball. We'll talk to you soon.